You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Tell me, look into your crystal ball. When is the next time that you and I will see CM Punk on our television screen? Mm. The next time we will see CM Punk on our television screen. Not counting Heels Season 2, which is going to be I was about great. to say Heels Season 2. The Blackhawks aren't in the playoffs. Maybe a Cubs game. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm sure that announcement Tony Khan has for collision and, and where it's going to be is probably going to be a pretty, pretty, pretty dead giveaway where we're going to see him next. Unless he's not there. You think you think he's definitely going to be on the, the debut episode of Collision? If your choices are debut episode of Collision and running in after the main event at Night of Champions, what do you take? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would, first off, uh, that would mean the war- Universal Heavyweight Championship would be defended, right? <laughs> uh, but, but, which it isn't. No, I no, 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 no. Staring Listen. down, staring down Seth Rollins or AJ Styles. Oh well, Scott. I mean, don't, 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 don't threaten me with a good time. But yeah, no, I there's something weird. Like I, I feel like the weirdness of of the punk and and just the insideriness of it. Is so so AEW fitting. Like he just kind of fits there right now. And as much as I love to dream up the dream scenarios of WWE guys versus AEW, I just I I gotta see Punk back in that in that in that mix uh, after a year of all the shit that happened. I almost feel like he'd be getting off easy if he showed up at another promotion. Like you nah, might be bro, thinking that I gotta same thing see, too. I gotta see what's happening. I gotta see see this thing out. Um. We're going to talk about punk a lot. This is one of those episodes. You can play yeah, the theme song, Kerm, or you can play Cult of Personality with like a whoopee Look cushion noise at the end, whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Let's start do this show. <laughs> 
What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to And you are listening to And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz for another very special all the nonsense going on backstage episode about CM Punk and AEW. Before we get to that, though, um, I just want to give you know a quick shout out to superstar Billy Graham who passed away yesterday. Um, he's been going through health. Well, he's been going through a health situation for just an unbelievable amount of time. But but as of late, the past couple of months have been particularly bad. And and you know it, it was it was his time. Um, Superstar has got a really strange place, I think, in the in the historical memory of most modern wrestling fans, even ones as old as me, you know, weren't around for his prime. And his prime can be defined a lot of different ways. Um, but I think the thing that everybody knows is the, th- is the stuff that's really, I mean, probably most meaningful, which is that his look, his delivery, his promo delivery, um, his style, his presence, he influenced the generation of wrestlers that made pro wrestling uh, what it is today. The, the, the Hulk Hogan's, the Ric Flair's, of course, the Dusty Rhodes's. Um, he, was, he was their most direct inspiration. And uh, wrestling wouldn't be the same today without him. I mean, he came up with brother. There's, according to some sources, it's because of his religious background. Um, but Hogan definitely stole that from him, swiped that from him. There's a lot of swiping that was going on back in the day. I don't think it was quite as nefarious as some people think, but, um, but he was incredibly influential and he was just a supernova of charisma. Never the best worker in the ring, although he had matches. I mean, the stuff that happened bell to bell was incredibly important too. Um, he, you know, beat Bruno San Martino for the WWF championship uh, eventually dropped it to Bob Backlund. Everybody knows what happened after that. Um, but if you go back uh, to that championship run, he had some matches at MSG with against Dusty Rhodes that I, young Dusty, well, not that young, but much younger than we all remember him, uh, that I would put up there amongst the most important wrestling matches in history. Um, those two guys in the ring together is like a playbook for what wrestling would become. And, uh, you know, I remember, I don't know, I don't know, you're probably too young for this. I was a, I was at my young child f- fandom peak during that, his Survivor Series, where he was supposed to be in the Survivor Series on Team Hogan. It was, it was the first Survivor Series, right? And then they had, they had promo, they had done these promo packages hyping his return with this hip surgery gimmick, but it was real and they showed, I remember so clearly they showed clips from the surgery like you could see inside his hip muscle it was gross and they like hyped him up for his return then it turned out that he was too hurt he got or he got hurt again he couldn't couldn't do the couldn't work the match so they had who was it the heels beat him up and then uh, magnificent don morocco made the save and turned babyface and took his spot and survivors regardless that was like 
late stage superstar Billy Graham, and I was into him even then. Um, and then after that, you know, he sort of uh, he did some other stuff, but he he you know in the modern era we know him as sort of like a. Uh, Anti WWE troll at times. I mean, trolls are taking it lightly, but but a big. He was a very necessary like anti WWE voice at various times throughout his throughout his you know post ring career. But he's, I think most. I'm not. I don't think he did damage to his legacy, but he certainly didn't help it by being, you know, uh, just so antagonistic. But it was not. I mean, he, like he said, he spoke the truth a lot of the time, which is a valiant thing to do. But anyway, one of the greats of all time. You 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 have any. Superstar thoughts? I mean, um, you you mentioned it. Like, he was before my time, but it's still... He's still somebody that... I think the fact that he's before my time and I can still see his influence everywhere to this day kind of just speaks to just how influential he was, right? Like, Hulk Hogan stole his whole flow, you know, word for word, bar for bar, right? Like, even down to the blonde hair and the look, even down to being called superstar, you know what I mean? Billy Graham, like it's it's the it's the term that every single wrestler is is known as today. And he was the first, you know, and um, you, you mentioned being a necessary sort of uh, irritant to the to, to the WWE. And, you know, it's it's weird how that's looked at, you know, in, in the past tense. Right. Like, especially, you know, as it's happening, you know, you never really. I mean, again, I wouldn't know. It wasn't my time, but like I could assume that as it's happening, it you don't necessarily notice the the change or the winds of change or the influence that's sort of happening as we speak. But you know, being that necessary, you know, irritant or that necessary, you know, uh, anti voice and in, in you know for the for the main company has sort of like you know been an opportunity to spread your wings a lot, you know, when it comes to a lot of people that aren't necessarily in the WWE, you know, like he kind of, it was a brave thing to do back then. It's still a brave thing to do to this day to be able to call out, you know, things that aren't necessarily, you know, things you agree with no matter who it's from, you know? And, um, that being said, I, I just remember, you know, a lot of his cameos in, in later, you know, WWE or later pro wrestling sort of uh, events and just seeing that he still had that charisma all those years later, right? Like, he still had that thing about him that was like, oh, yeah, like, this is definitely a guy who was a big deal, you know, <laughs> and that that ends up turning in, uh, into uh, this this form of entertainment that we all love and and cover and, and write about and gap about all day today. So... Um, a sad day for the world of pro wrestling. You know, he is somebody who was uh, epitome to everything, uh, you know, been the epitome of what a sports entertainer should be. Um, you mentioned he's not necessarily a guy who was the greatest bell-to-bell in the ring dude, but I think that kind of speaks to how special you kind of had to be to be a superstar. You had to have that thing. You had to be that have that stuff that you can't pick out of a textbook or watch on videotape and and pick out. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have that have that it. You know, and you know D- Dusty Rhodes said it. You know, when when some people have it and they can't get rid of it if you, if you try to. And you know he was probably the first person to have it if he influenced Dusty Rhodes to do that. So. um you know, I'm always got love for the for the originators, the OGs, the people that paved the way, the people that, you know, made this industry what it is today. So it is definitely a sad day to lose a guy like superstar Billy Graham. And, uh, you know, I really hope his um, his family is, is in our thoughts and prayers and um, 
World of Wrestling lost a great one, man. So hats off to him, and I hope he's resting in perfect peace, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know sort of prayers and well wishes and stuff that go up every time a big name wrestler dies. But go on Twitter, start looking around at all the tributes that that people are posting. Ric Flair, Heyman. I mean, there's they're all over the place, and it just and it's it's not about the person; it's about the influence, which is really really staggering. You know, and 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 it's a different sort of vibe than you, than a lot of these things are normally attended by. It's his 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 magnitude, his 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 impact is just kind of hard to put into words. Anyway, rest in peace, superstar Billy Graham. Um, let's do it now. You want to sing go. "Cult of Personality" again? Let's do it. So, for those who are the the uninitiated, if if there are (laughs) wrestling fans who are listening to this podcast, if anyone listening to this podcast that does not at this point have some idea what the CM Punk drama, what stage of CM Punk drama we're in right now, first of all, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're coming to the Ringer Wrestling Show, if you're coming to the Masked Man Show (laughs) to get your updates, I think you're our target demo, man. I think that's I think, it. I think we've broken through. I think we've broken through. If like so if listen, you're here first. I'm going to give you the very quickest breakdown possible of what's going on. Please, Brian, Kaz, wave your hands and stop me and jump in if I forget something. All right. So yes. uh, a year ago, there was this whole thing in AEW we uh, artfully called Brawl Out where uh, CM Punk um, got into a backstage fight after an event with... Uh, three of his co-workers, that being Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. He then disappeared from TV because he had an injury, had to forfeit his title. Uh, So they kind of got to gloss over the part of whether or not he was going to be suspended because he just kind of, you know, his muscles suspended him. Anyway, at that point, there's this whole, who is he ever going to come back? Is he going to leave? Is he going to get paid his contract and get fired? Blah, blah, blah. And all that just sort of got put on hold because of this injury. You know, we did, there, there wasn't a lot of resolution to it. And there was also sort of this feeling that he probably wanted to keep cashing his checks. And Tony Khan probably didn't want to have to hear about him going to WWE or whatever. So it was just kind of in a holding pattern. He wasn't showing up to work. There was nothing to really worry about. His best friend or his dear friend, Ace Steele, a former wrestler who was working as a producer in AEW and who got into the fight with him backstage, got straight up fired, right? That was another point of contention. Punk wants to have his buddies back. But he's gone. Um, so he's not, no one's showing up to work. So it does, he's not showing up to work. So there's no awkwardness. And, and, and they, you know, get to kind of pretend it's not going on for a while. Then fast forward six months, eight months, whatever. We start hearing rumors that AEW is going to get a, a second big show. They already have a second show. It's called Rampage. But now we're kind of like, you know, retconning that. Um, the new show. Uh, supposedly called Collision. Now we know for sure it's called Collision. It's going to be on Saturday nights, right? On uh, and Turner's going to Warner Brothers Discovery is excitingly launching a second show. They're making a big deal of it. We're all waiting for the upfronts, which happened this week, to get to formal announcement. But the rumors come out that it's going to be the CM Punk show. That instead of actually resolving the issues between Punk and the Elite and figuring out a way from the work together right off the bat, we're just going to have CM Punk wrestling in his alternate universe, sort of a brand split situation where Kenny Omega and the Bucks do Rampage, I mean, do Dynamite on Wednesday nights and Punk and assorted others do the Saturday show, Collision. But then, 
things get weird um, for like the 100th time. Apparently, a couple of days before the upfronts, before the official announcement of Collision, CM Punk's name is scrubbed from all the press releases. He, uh, AW, Time Warner, I mean, and, and Discovery are just like, nah, he was never really, a, you know, a linchpin of this deal to begin with. We'd been led to this point to believe that CM Punk's existence was the reason this deal, the second show was, t- was being scheduled. And Punk starts weirdly posting on Instagram, getting mad at people, telling fans to touch grass, which is always good advice for the record, mm, but still. Love that phrase. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, things are just start getting heated online. He's going after Brian Alvarez, the, the Bixen spans, catching strays. The whole, there's a whole lot of, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, but what matters is it appears now, as best as we can piece together this timeline, that Punk was told his best buddy, Ace Steel, could have his job back as part of Punk returning to the company. Some people suggest that it was Jericho in the little face-to-face, you know, in the, in the in the kumbaya that Jericho and Punk had to sort of chart the course forward that, that suggested Ace could come back. Some people say that Tony Khan said he, he could come back working as a producer backstage. But apparently then, again, this is all rumor and innuendo, AEW's legal department or Time Warner Discovery's legal department, HR department, whoever said, no, we can't have this dude in the building. He can We can rehire him, but he can't come to work. For the, on the shows, and then Punk got mad again and said, "Well, I'm, if he, if you're gonna dick over my friend, then I'm not coming back or something." So we have a brand new show. It's been formally announced. There's a giant poster for it. When there's this sort of area in the middle where it's like Orange Cassidy and MJF, and it sort of feels like that was moved around in Photoshop at the last minute. I say this as a graphic designer and art director. I have a background in this, and. Um, they announced all of the, with the first like eight episodes where the first eight shows are going to be, cause it's going to be live, but they didn't announce where the first episode is going to be. They're going to announce that next week, TBA. And the reason is because they've definitely booked the United Center in Chicago, but either a, they don't know if CM Punk's going to be there and they don't want to announce they're going to Chicago and make people assume CM Punk's going to be there. So maybe they're trying to find a new spot to have it if CM Punk's not going to be there. Who knows? Or, or, this whole thing is a big fucking work and they're going to be in Chicago and so CM Punk. I, over and over again, well, forget it. You go, Kaz. What do you think? Is it? Did I get everything right? Ah, once once he got to the touch grass part, it started getting real freaky. Um, man, I think it's a work, bro. You think (laughs) it's a work? I think it's a. I think uh, here's the thing: it's a work in the sense of what CM Punk works as a work, right? Like, it's a work in the sense that it's real to the point that I think they can still use it to their advantage. Because I think that's what CM Punk is best, right? His best stuff is being able to be the most realist person in wrestling. That line between what's supposed to happen, what's not supposed to happen, what's going on, what's not going on. And I think since this comeback is different than the original comeback, since it's a brand new company, he's already been here, he's already kind of rubbed people the wrong way all this type of stuff it's not it's 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 not this it's not the savior com- comeback 
that he he got when he first came back, right? Like when what was it the the first dance was it was what it was called? Like when the first dance was announced in the United Center, peaches and cream, roses, flowers at the feet, Mufasa. I mean, Rafiki holding up Simba at the at the top of Pride Rock. Like, we have found him. He is here to save us and blah, blah, blah. Yes, all good. Me personally, I believe a lot of this stuff is very real. I believe a lot of the, the backstage, what the hell's going on, and all these type of things are very real. But I do believe it's real to the point that they know that this has much bigger than them. They have, like, as, as much of a... Anybody who I've talked to who I know who knows CM Punk and who's a friend of CM Punk, I have no relationship with him. I've never met him. I've never had a conversation with him. But literally every single person I've talked to that knows CM Punk and considers CM Punk a friend says he is the most loyal, most he will go into the fire. If he believes in you, if he is your friend, he will do absolutely fucking anything to defend you to the ends of the earth. That's that's what's been... He'd give you the shirt off his back. That's what people always say about him. So a story about him saying, well, if A-Steel can't come back, I, I ain't coming back either, seems like it's, it's, it's really him playing hardball, but hardball enough to the point where he knows at the 11th hour he could say, all right, you know what? I'm coming back. And now it's United Center. Now it's all this shit. But we well, got to figure this shit out. Right. Wait, wait. So, okay. Let let me let me synthesize here. Or so you think everything that we're hearing is true, but you also think it's a work. Yes, Uh, because everything in wrestling is a work, (laughs) and he will. Well, Punk's got more leverage now than he could possibly have. Right. Yes. Yes. All Uh, he has to do is. I mean, can he really just say? You know what? I'll come back, and I promise I'll totally bury the hatchet. Just give me like five million extra dollars. I think I think everything CM Punk does is for the sake of CM Punk, right? Like, not in a selfish sort of way, not in a way that, like, fuck everybody else, this is mine, but I think at the end of the day, he always, especially when it comes to professional wrestling, he does his best to put himself in a position to where he can't lose, right? Like, I think him visiting Raw was him using his leverage. I think him visiting Impact to, to see Sasha, to see Mercedes and Trinity was him using his leverage. And now knowing that he has this huge TV deal in his back pocket with Turner that's worth whatever amount of money, there's been nobody hey, by the in way, wrestling... Did, did not announce any new formal deal and there's been no billions of dollars promised or thrown around. None of that. But... What I do know is nobody in in wrestling in the past 15 years has managed to leverage and use real-world shit better than CM Punk. And I think no matter the outcome, I think it's always he was always going to return to AEW. He was always going to return as as a top guy. And I think I don't think Tony Khan and AEW goes through this much trouble if they don't feel like at the end of the day, it's, he's going to be the main oh. attraction of this show. Okay. So okay. yes, I do think it's a work, but I do think it is all this shit is real and punk is using it. This episode is brought to you by empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily empower has all the answers. 
With the Power's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. You said something really important. You said you to you had a word choice there that was really important. You don't think that Tony Khan AW would do this if they feel like, unless they feel like CM Punk is going to be the center of the show. This is the part to me that is the most mind-boggling, and maybe the hint that this is all a work, maybe this is, when we look back, this will be the clue that this was a work the whole time. Regardless of whether or not they announced the deal, we're talking about billion a billion-dollar relationship between, these, between AEW and Time Warner Discovery, right? I mean, this is tons and tons of money. We're launching a new show. We're doing live, live sh- broadcasts of these arena shows. This is a really big deal. Uh, whether or not CM Punk was the absolute make-or-break linchpin of this deal, he's obviously a super-duper star that everybody's expecting to be at this show on night one. It, it, it is mind-boggling to think that Tony Khan or anybody else is going off of a feeling, a sense of assurance, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. A, 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 a handshake deal that CM Punk, of all people, will show up. <laughs> CM Punk's gimmick is that he took a title and he left the company, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. that's it. In real life, he basically did the same thing. So, I mean, it's, it's just Ace Steel stuff all out the window, whatever. If the Ace Steel story is real, if Punk thought he was coming back and now he's not going to come back, we should have net, nobody should have ever gotten to a point where Ace Steel mattered. You got to have CM Punk, like, like, legally obligated to show up at this show or forfeit all the money that you owe him and still, you know, be subject to a non-compete. You know, I mean, you have to have this inked. There's no excuse to do it any other way. And the fact that they haven't announced where that first episode is going to be, I mean, yeah, you're right. They could just be at the United Center and that's CM Punk and this whole thing is just teasing us along and they knew they could do it because they've done it for like 15 previous episodes of The Masked Man Show. Of course, of course. I mean, listen, and yet, the people who are actually reporting on this, they don't know. No one knows all the details. Meltzer said he's heard 25 different versions of the story about what's going on. Uh, Can't trust that. <laughs> but. If I needed to feed a story to somebody that I know was definitely wrong, Meltzer's the guy I feed it to. <laughs> if, I'm trying to if I'm trying to pull the veil over the wrestling audience, that's no. what I do. I he, think there's I th- no because Meltzer talks. To, I mean, Meltzer's. You know, he talked. Like, he's heard twenty five different stories. He's talking to twenty five people. You need to feed it to the loudest voice that's not going to talk to anybody else. 
You, guys, you should feed it to me, all right? I'll, I'll, go, I'll act like, I don't know. I'm hearing from people. Yeah, oh, I don't man. know. No, um, you got to... There's some, there's no, some I, have been hearing from, I have been hearing from people, but it's it's all like third degree stuff. I mean, I told you, I mean, we've talked about it in the show. I mean, we, you know, the last time when we were down at WrestleMania, there was a feeling that Punk was just like done, was like trying to get out of his AEW deal or trying to, you know, just kind of slow walk it till it sort of evaporated, but left him money in his checking account. And then, but then the collision thing just sort of came out of nowhere. And one thing that does kind of make me raise an eyebrow, though, is that like, they did announce Andre El Idolo's return, who also had some issues with AEW, and he was on the press release, and he was on the poster. So it was well, like, I mean, oh, okay. this is, if you look at the poster, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's so funny. Somebody said that they just like uh, swapped in Punk for, I mean, they swapped in MJF for Punk on this poster. That may turn out to be true. AEW's graphic design, uh, you know, sometimes leaves something to be desired. It's a little bit unclear, but I. If you look at that collision poster, two things are immediately apparent. This is the like bad news bears in terms of like locker room relationships of of the entire professional wrestling world, right? I mean, <laughs> this is if this is the CM Punk show, it's guy, it's him, it's it's all of Punk's buddies, FTR, MJF, I guess you can put in that category. Uh Hobbs is a punk guy. Uh and then like the, you know, the folks like like you know, Thunder Rosa, the uh, Andrade, Miro, like people who like seem to have real like backstage friction with the ownership or other people in the locker room for whatever reason. And then the House of Black, I don't think that there's any knock on them. They just are, you know, an easy fraction to like to bring over. I think they would could mesh really well with this crew. That's the first thing you notice, you know. Also, you notice that, like I said, man, MJF and, and Orange Cassidy are just weirdly big in this poster and, like, don't really balance out the whole thing. Uh, what if you scooted them each a little bit uh, to the edge and you put one more head in the middle there? Wouldn't that look a lot better? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking up at the poster right now and it is a little, it is a little peculiar, but it's just, it's just, man, something fishy's going on, yo. Like, something fishy's going on? You think you're, you th- I mean, no, I don't disagree. Do you think, I mean, what's, your, what's fishy? I mean, literally everybody on this poster has either rumored or threatened to go back to WWE at one point, except for Powerhouse Hobbs, right? Like, like I sure. mean, Joe's Joe. I mean, I mean, except Orange Cassidy, but MJF, FTR, Miro, House of Bla- uh, Alistair Black, Andrade Del Idolo. This is basically like, hey, all those guys that had, you know, contracts either coming up or about to be renewed or needed to be renewed this year. Yeah. Here they are. You know what I mean? Like, they're all there. Except for, I think, Joe, I don't know, with Joe's contract negotiations or whatever, but these all... Well, see, Joe, I mean, Joe, for the record, was the guy who apparently Punk had wanted to work with in his first feud. Yeah, I heard old that. Friend, old, old friend Samoa Joe. That that feels good to me if that's the first... That's the first... Uh, feud that CM Punk's going to have among upon, upon his return, but you know, the Instagram video, the IG stories, let me see if I can read the actual CM Punk says Brian Alvarez, look everyone, Brian Alvarez doesn't like it when misinformed internet trolls make up rumors about him, so please stop making up rumors and stories for clicks while Brian makes up rumors and stories for clicks, okay? He's married for God's sake. By God, that man has a family. Brian Alvarez, shut the fuck up and stop talking about me. Challenge day one. Hey, man, listen, 
it's either all this rumors and stories is stuff that was possibly, possibly juiced up by the Alvarez's of the world. Or, or, wait, or wait, he's in on the work? Or he's, I don't know if this, uh, can, I, can I talk about what you just texted me? Is this, where, where'd you find this? Did no, I made that. This is me showing you, I'm, I'm, I, just sent Kaz, I just sent Kaz a mock-up of what the collision poster would have looked like if CM Punk was in it. Tell me yeah, that's this, not, that, this tell me that's not better. This looks a little bit more better. legit. <laughs> this looks a little bit more full. Uh, yeah, it just, it just seems like, man, there's been so much, I can't imagine that a guy who's been sitting at home that long and not just having to deal with the brawl out situation, but also had to recover from injury. Oh, wait, wait. He put no, up sorry. Some- Can I, no, let me, let me jump back in because that poster that I sent you is made up, but it's, but, but there's, but there's a point where it's, it's meaningful. People found there was evidence that CM Punk's name was scrubbed from the Time Warner Discovery press release within the day, the 24 to 40 hours before the, uh, before this announcement was made. Right. Wow. Wow. His name was yeah. there in press materials, in press emails. Now it's not there anymore, which means either that leads me to believe that this is not a work. But if it is, wow, you are either working the PR department or you're you've got the PR department in on this work shoot. This is next level stuff. And also, as wheels off as so much of this stuff has seemed. To depend on the PR department to not mess up your work shoot. It's one thing to get to not mess up the truth. To not mess up the work shoot is pretty intense. That's a, that's a that's a big bet. So I don't know if this is it. This is great, man. I don't know. This if it's is that great. Big Here's of a the bet, thing, man. though. Like, Here's the thing. But let me ask you yeah. one question. We got. Let's move on to the nitty gritty. If okay. this is a work, CM Punk obviously is going to be warmly received in Chicago. Whatever. If he pops up on or that first episode, he pops up. This is my question, though. At some point, some CM Punk exhaustion's got to set in. I'm not sure that this isn't just turning him heel, and maybe not heel in a good way. Like, aren't we just sort of tired of this CM Punk discourse? Not you and me, obviously. We talk about it every week. But as a wrestling fan, can you just root for CM Punk? Like, hey, it's the voice of the voiceless again. Hey, like, whatever. Or is it like, aren't we just like, oh, geez, dude, please don't punch anybody again. There's there's no way he could come back and not acknowledge the, the trail of chaos that's been left behind him since Brawl Out, right? Like, I, I, I refuse to believe that he's going to come back and just go pick up right where he left off on some, oh, man, I'm so happy to be back wrestling. Oh, this is great. This is never going to end. This, these good times are always going to be here, and I'm just going to ride it out as long as I possibly can. I think that guy's not going to come back here. But, man, I, again, you said it. Personally, I think Punk makes wrestling so fucking interesting, right? Like, I just think he's just one of the most interesting captivating charismatic dudes there is but yeah you definitely have to get to a point where it's like is he worth all of this like is he worth all of this like is this is is it worth not just splitting your rosters like that seems like a nice fix a good fix but i mean are you just buying yourself time before another big fucking kerfuffle happens with with CM Punk and your roster and like 
these eight or ten people that can't work with the rest of your roster, so you make a whole different show that splits the rosters. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I will say, if he does come back, like, I, I think there's, I think he's smart enough to realize that everybody who's even paid a microcosm of attention to him in the past several months knows he has to come back as a bad guy. Like, he has to be a heel. Like, there's the, it's, it's hard for me to see him come back and just, unless he, which I'm sure is going to happen, the first day he does come back, he's going to get a microphone, he's going to sit Indian style, uh, cross legs, and he's going to get a lot of things off his chest that he probably has been waiting to get off his chest for a long time, and it's going to be captivating, and we're all going to be talking about it, and people are going to be with him, people are going to be against him, but man, that dude is, this is the reason why I think he is worth all this trouble. Nobody moves the needle no pun intended for the real needle mover, the tribal chief. But as far as like a lightning rod, as far as you feel something about this guy, he's the only guy in AEW that really does that. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody from MJF all the way down to the elite, you kind of know what you're going to get with them. CM Punk just, he, he brings such extreme reactions on both sides. Like, he has those those die-hard, will-follow-you-into-the-fire followers that, well, that's this almost is, cult-like. But that's part of the and, problem, though. There's a, the, the, oh but that's, there's gosh. money in that. That's wrestling. Wrestling is cult followings. Wrestling is believing so much into somebody that you are forking yeah, okay, over okay, your okay, hard-earned so, so money AW, all the time. So, so the pro wrestling world in the AEW era, and I mean that on both sides, AWWE is incredibly tribal, right? Yes. Like yeah. there's fans the the most the most dedicated fans have feel like they have a lot of skin in the game. If you are a diehard AEW guy, if it being an AEW an AEW mark whatever is part of your identity, at some point you got to be like, please for the love of God, don't give the belt to CM Punk. He might not be here in two days, <laughs> right? You like being an AEW fan is almost inherently being an anti CM Punk fan, unless. Of course, he comes back and wrestles a few times, and then you're just like, "Well, oh, I got to defend him against the anti WW or the anti W trolls out there," and whatever. I, I know I'm, be, I'm maybe oversimplifying or overgeneralizing anyway, but all right. So let me ask you this question, Dave. But isn't that built into? Isn't that baked in the cake now? Like, isn't and even if he comes, even if this was all a work, even if he and Tony Khan come out and hug and laugh at all of us, and we all and this was you know they have uh, documentary evidence this is all a work, even if it's all a work. I feel like now we have to look at we we're still going to be looking at CM Punk differently every time he goes over in a big match. We're going to be like, "Oof, you want to really we really want to give him more leverage?" Yes, you know, like yes, 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 know. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, look at it. You got to look at the look at the landscape of AEW right now, right? The Elite reunited last week. I mean, last night. You know, Hangman Adam Page. This is where this whole thing really started. Hangman Adam Page, CM Punk, the Elite. They're all back together again. They're on one side of the company. Punk is on his island right there. And you have to realize how much money there is when you have a place that fits 90,000 people in the United Kingdom that you have to fill out. So you got to take, like, you got to work the PR people. You got to work the Alvarez's and the Meltzer's. You got to work the people like us. You have to, because this is CM Punk's bread and butter. His bread and butter is hooking you in into not knowing what's real, what's supposed to happen, or what's not supposed to happen. 
He is not like there's no I, I refuse to believe that whatever happened that night between Larry, Punk, and Ace and everybody, I refuse to believe that. He doesn't see it, and in all of his long years of wrestling wisdom, he doesn't see the light at the end of the tunnel of not just the money that is, can be made through a working relationship with the elite and this feud, but the stakes that you've raised on All In mm. in Wembley Stadium and the yeah. success that has to be. Well, you know, maybe they've sold worth, enough tickets. They've sold enough tickets now. Maybe the, the Tony Khan feels a little bit more uh, like he has a little bit more power in the negotiation. I would say so. I would say so. If I'm Here's Tony the thing. Khan, let me just ask Tony you. Khan, we we got to move on. I'm, Hold on. Let me ask you okay. one question. Yeah. If this is a work, if CM Punk and Chris Jericho and Tony Khan sat down a month, two months, whatever, together ago together, and they said, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna leak all this stuff out, but then at the last minute, we're gonna make it look like you're not gonna show up, and then it'll be such a huge pop when you do." Okay. Okay. This is a great idea. We all agree. And then you say, okay, but what are we going to say the reason is that you're walking away? The Ace Steel thing might be a little bit on the nose, and I get, but it doesn't seem like, these are wrestling bookers, right? They're going to say, just say you held up Tony Khan for $5 million extra dollars. Say you waited to the last <laughs> minute, and that's what this is about. I think the Ace Steel thing is too real for it to have actually been the plan for a work. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's exactly why it's perfect. Um, I think that's why I, I just, I just, I just have a hard could, time believing. Could we? Um, that, do you think we can get CM Punk on this show? Do you think we can? If he, if he doesn't want to work for AEW, you think he would just, you know, be the third chair on our wrestling podcast? <laughs> I think Punk would do our show. I think he would. I think he'd have a good time. I think he'd have a great time. Just don't. <laughs> you got to get a list of things we got to be. We can't bring up. Woo! I'd love that is that is my that is my dream guest for the show. By the way, it's CM, CM Punk? Punk. Yeah, I think he's the he's the he's the guest that I think would be. You know, he's a guy that I've wanted to interview for a long. Me time, too. Me before, too. So. He definitely be he definitely be one of my top picks. But mm. I, it gives me a little bit of agita thinking about it because if Punk and this is part of Punk's real, real, real power as a character, as a human being, whatever. The idea of being five minutes into the interview and feeling like Punk's not vibing with you, and I don't mean he has to be your friend. I mean, Punk's just really not feeling whatever question that you've asked him is mm. terrifying. <laughs> no, to <laughs> look at the clock me. and be like, oh, we got 40 minutes left, or even if it's like 20 minutes left and Punk is just unhappy that he's here. Oh, just bro, like, I would... I would, I would, I would lean into that curve like Tokyo Drift. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no, let's get real fucking to. awkward. I think you have to. There've been a I'm lot like, of people. Been, listen, me, I've interviewed a lot of people where they weren't into it, or you know, they were obviously doing something else. And you could just sort of, you start. You can either go two ways. You can either start like playing the hits. Hey, tell me about <laughs> that time you wrestled so and so. You know, something you know yeah. they talked about before, but you you know they have an answer, or you just let it get weird. Oh, you gotta let it get weird. I would, but, but I getting weird, love that. but getting weird is a game is a, is a game of chicken. And punk is ready for it to get weirder than you are, man. That's it. yes. That's why it's my. That's why it's my dream interview. I'm like, I hope it goes off the rails. Like, obviously, oh, I want to talk man. to him about like his incredible career, his mind state during a bunch of things, and just his mind for pro wrestling. I think it's extremely fucking interesting. 
But yes, like the 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 reason why you have like dream interviews and dream people you want to talk to is because there's that variable. Oh yeah, of for this sure. can go left, and how number good are one. you in making He's this go left? Number one. And it's gonna be fantastic. It'll be Him fantastic. and the history of pro wrestling. It's like Abe Lincoln, number one. <laughs> Not really a pro wrestler, <laughs> but I love that. Um, yeah, uh, but of of God of active semi active wrestlers. Yeah, he's number one. Roman Reigns too. Roman Reigns isn't feeling you. You're just like, oh man, because you feel the failure in it. Oh, I have one chance. The entire wrestling world is going to be watching this, and I've angered the tribal chief. Actually, I have more feel a little bit better about the Roman Reigns interview because I think there's like less of a chance of a physical altercation coming out of it. But you know. <laughs> Oh, you think you think there's more of a chance of it getting physical with Punk if he gets a bad? Well, he's just got a track record. I don't know about Roman Reigns like swinging backstage or anything. Oh, he's that's the that's the beautiful thing about being a a, a a wrestling interviewer, right? Like I'm bigger than most wrestlers, <laughs> so it's like it's like listen, let's just get comfortable, let's just enjoy this, man. Because if, if we. Eh. Don't you're breaking kayfabe now? Come on, part of the work. Fault. Yeah, you're right. You're, part right, of the work, you're right. Part of the work I'm is five, that you're. Five. Yeah, <laughs> I'm five, always, five, it always amazes me that they put you on TV that one time. Yo, like I, I'm still shocked that they they stand me next to a lot of people. I'm like, you sure? This is a lot of anyway. Who was it? Did Braun? Know. Was it Braun that went after you? It was Braun. Braun Strowman was chasing yeah. me uh, backstage, and he threw a trash can at me, and I had I did, like I. I like squared up with him for a little bit, like not on some, cause you know, they want you to look like terrified, but I'm like, bro, I'm like six, four. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna look like concerned, but like, as soon as he grabbed the trash can, I was like, all right, now I got a jet. And then like, he just tosses it at me. And then somebody on Twitter sent me a screenshot. I was like that awkward moment when you see Braun Strowman and Kazim are like similar in height. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of weird, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Oh man! I anyway, want, I, I CM Punk. It, I don't want to. I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to beat up. I don't want to fight no wrestlers. Just so it's clear. By the way, I just want to talk. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class, leading passenger space, and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Um, so anyway, that's where we are. That's where we are. See him, uh, okay, so so Collision uh, premieres Saturday, June 17th. Location TBA next week, right? Then that's the other thing. If they're waiting on CM Punk, oh my God, I, I got to stop. If they're waiting on Punk to make this announce, to announce where the location is, because apparently they've booked it in Chicago, why one more week? Just to milk us? Like just to get us talking about it? We were already talking about it. We're already amped up for it. It's like you either got to wait till, you got to wait till the day of the show, or why not just have him come out at the upfronts or come out last night, last That's night on AEW Dynamite? I mean, you still got you still got double or nothing coming up. You still got. I thought he would have been at the upfronts for two and three. It's like, well, the biggest thing that AEW had going for them is that they sold out the United Center off a rumor mm -hmm. that Punk was coming, and the fact that they knew all of that, they wasted no time, and he was the first thing that came out. That was the first thing you heard as soon as that show started, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do that twice. 
So I do hope it's a work. I do believe, I believe it's a work in the sense that it's a, it's something that they know they can work through. I don't think any of this stuff is fake. <laughs> if that makes sense, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's because we're talking about punk and he blurs the line so many times. It's like, yes, I'm pretty sure all this stuff is real stuff that's happening, but I don't think it's 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 as serious into the sense that like you're gonna blow this crazy bag and these crazy opportunities, not just for yourself, Wait, but for the other company and all these through. other people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not just about you at this point. Like it, it's bigger than you. This is Turner. This is a multi-million dollar operation going on over here. And not only that, like, not only are you probably getting broke off something crazy I just, just to be a part of this, but this is the opportunity to build everything you said you wanted to be a part of. Like, uh, uh, at first, it was just AEW's existence that was enough to get you out of retirement. But now, after all the bullshit is concerned, you're not just having AEW, but you literally have, like, your own reportedly reportedly you have your own sort of roster universe to work with right like this Dude, is... i know but like, okay well, anyway we're like 47 minutes into this show. are we really we're, are we have, we're not oh that my long. gosh we're like 45 lot, yeah. minutes into the show we got to talk about other stuff i still can't get over is i think it's a work in the sense that they could eventually work together like just because you use work in another sentence doesn't mean it's a work Right. <laughs> I still think this is a work. I still think this is a work just, you know, in the in the Missy Misseminor Elliott sense of like, you know, is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, CM Punk did not close Dynamite last night. Instead, we got a really cool segment where um, the elite reunited to now take on the Blackpool Combat Club. Hangman Adam Page and all his. All his uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte one-eyed glory is out there with his eye patch and his his, his tassels, and he's he's rejoined his buddies to take on the Blackpool Combat Club. It's going to be an anarchy in the arena match, um, which is going to be fun and huge and everything else. Um, a lot uh, of eye patches in AEW. What? <laughs> it's a lot of eye patches in AEW. Right? Oh yeah, it's a lot yeah. of eye patches. Mox had an eye patch. Uh, what's the other guy? The little French dude with the hair that Miro was with. He had an eye patch. Oh yeah, uh, uh, um, Kip Sabian. Kip uh, Sabian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are a lot of eye patches. It's cool. Eye patches are cool. <laughs> eye patches are cool, man. There's something about there's something about cowboy shit and eye patches that don't go together on the surface, but once you step out, you're like, that fits. <laughs> yeah, that works. You know. Yeah, I mean, listen, Hangman's what you think one, about that? Hangman's one of my favorite dudes. There's a very, like, I don't, I, I've said it before. It's just like, even some of his ring gear, I'm just like, you got, you just got to pay. There's a little hat on a hat quality to some of his presentations, right? It's just like, okay, just go with the black long tights and then have some tassels on there, right? Have the little fringe. We don't need like all the, like the other stuff on the tights. We don't need colors. We don't need... Uh, the, the cowboy hat, the vet, what, uh, you know, it's like, don't get a branding iron and a bullwhip, you know, let's just like, let's just get, let's just, just, you're a tough guy. You're a fun guy. Not fun. You're a good character that we all like. Keep it simple. Don't try to overdo it. You do not seem like a character in kayfabe that, that needs to be wearing all this stuff. Uh, it just seems unnecessary. Um, Anyway, I don't hate the eye patch. I just wish he would have come out in an eye patch and like a black T-shirt, or you know, just just keep just let that be the focus. There's never a focus. Anyway, 
There's a very good focus in the storyline. The buddies are back together. They are the heart and soul of AEW, not these grimy interlopers, the Blackpool Combat Club, who don't even get me started on their freaking new t-shirt. They don't even go here. How do they (laughs) started off as the leader in the clubhouse, the highest light, the highest possibility of cool get cool merch. And they haven't made a single shirt that I would wear. Makes me disappointed. Uh, Anyway. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Um uh yeah, and and they're gonna we're we're getting anarchy in the arena. Yeah, for sure. At double or nothing, which is my favorite AEW match there is. That's your favorite one. We were talking about that before you popped on. Fucking anarchy in the arena. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be that's gonna be so that's a double or nothing, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, listen, those matches are a lot of fun. I for some and I and they've they've had some real classics. I don't know why I don't get amped up for Anarchy in the Arena. I Is it like because keep... of the, the alliteration? Does it it, it kind of turns you off? <laughs> but a I don't bit? like the name of the thing. Yeah. I, I think I would be more into it if it was just like a uh Falls Count Anywhere match or you know, just like you a said, this is a false like a Vegas street match. fight or whatever. Like, right, right, right. But I guess we're used to that. But or concession stand brawl. Yeah. Anarchy in the arena just screams Jericho. It's like mm-hmm. it's like this is definitely something be a, he made up. You got to yeah. be a little bit silly and self aware to say yes, it. Definitely. Um, okay, so that's happening. What about Monday Night Raw? Oh, you know they've had enough great matches for me to be excited. Oh for. no, no, I know it's going to be yeah. good. I know it's going to be good. I just uh, I don't know. There's something about the backstage stuff that they do it in a way that I, I don't really feel like any, it doesn't feel like I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm going to enjoy it. I know it's going to be awesome. And plus. These two groups, like, yeah, I'm very excited about seeing them really square off. Um, Monday Night Raw, uh, Seth Rollins had a pre-tape segment. He wasn't there. We t- they talked about this yesterday on Wednesday Worldwide. So Seth, it turns out, was off filming the new Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Seth. There's been some rumor that maybe Seth's Hollywood commitments might make it hard to make him the the the, the inaugural World Heavyweight Champion. Hmm. Very interesting. I Very I'm, interesting. I totally or, happily, or it makes him more likely to be the world heavyweight champion. No, there you're going to go. be. Well, you're I mean, be I, in a big I was happy with the way that we fantasy booked AJ Styles into the championship last week. So if that were the case, I don't think I would be heartbroken, but it would be ridiculous. You 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 have to worry about booking around somebody's Hollywood career when they have once they have a Hollywood career. Right. Even if Seth is like a major part of this movie and I don't know, have reason to believe that he is. What are we talking about? Like three weeks that he's not going to be there. He's just going to show up right. on Monday nights. You know, like, right. like they can I'm, work I'm around sure that. that. If you can't work around that, you don't you shouldn't be booking a wrestling show. I mean, it's like that's it, this is basic stuff. He's going to be a bigger star coming out of it, but it's not even going to happen. For, it's not going to come out for a while. So you just you make it work. You tell the best story you can tell and you it, it, move the pieces around. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't stop. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be in the sense of like a major, major role. But you know, you know how Marvel goes. You get you're in one thing. Once you're in the once you're in the the, the Marvel Illuminati, like you kind of find your ways into different projects. So who knows if this leads to you know something more in the future? But I'm sort of shocked that if I was doing like a straw poll of WWE wrestlers that I'd see in the MCU first. I I I don't know how long I'd get there before I'd get to Seth Rollins. Well, he's right? playing. Like, I think he. I I haven't even looked it up. Um, I think he's playing a villain, right? Oh, he's a playing a member of the Serpent Society. 
Oh, the yeah. Serpent Society. Yeah. Serpent Society, some, one of my favorite old uh, Captain America villains. Yes. I just like it when there's like 10 dudes with the same gimmick and they all have names like, uh, like, like black, like black adder and, and, you know, <laughs> boa and Python. Um, yeah. So I don't think, I don't think, the, I don't think the servant society really rises to the level of like uh winter soldier. Like uh, we, we, yeah. we hate him so much. We love him. And now he's joining the Avengers. Yeah. Um, anyway, it'll be cool though. It's a, it's a good, it's a good casting thing and it's and It's good. It's cool for him. He's going to play a hell of a villain though, man. If he gets, if he gets, the, you think he gets the Seth Rollins laugh off? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. That's why you hire him. I'm sure. Oh, they must have heard him do that laugh one time, and they're like, "That's our villain. That's mm-hmm. our guy." Stash the ball. I'm surprised he got there before Roman, though. I'm not gonna hold you. I would have bet the house Roman was was hitting that the MCU first. Roman's or, or, not doing or, like background roles. Roman's not doing villain number five roles in yeah, Marvel. He already movies. he already got that off right in Hobbs and Shaw. He got his. Yeah, he already got his. Uh, this is my little bit piece part off. I think the next time we see him in a Hollywood role, it's either going to be something specifically catered to him, or mm-hmm. they really like uh, another Rock has returned to the Fast franchise. I'm sure they'll be able to tap back into Hobbs and Shaw and like his family. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're going to see the Tribal Chief in one of these Fast sequels, one of these last three movies that they're dropping in a few. But I would have thought, you know, if they're if they're if they're going to cast a big sort of WWE star in a big Marvel spot. I think, I almost think Roman's definitely going to be a shoo-in for some, one of these roles, right? Like, but who knows? Who knows? He can still play an Aquaman variant if they're doing the Flashpoint shit, you know what I mean? With this new Flash movie. Like, I think, I think there's still room over there, but who knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, what else happened on Raw? Oh, uh, Ali is the number one contender for uh, Gunther's Intercontinental title. They're gonna he's gonna fight him at Night of Champions. I'm so, I don't know why this one feels weird to me. Now I know Ali's super that they push him over in Saudi and he's he's gonna get a big reaction. Is it possible that he wins? No, <laughs> I don't think he's going to win. I do not think he's going to win. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing match. Uh, but this, this when he won, I was like, okay, this is the great moment for Ali mm-hmm. that they're going to eventually build on. Because when we get to Saudi, he's going to get turned into a pancake, right? Like he's going to get, he's going to have a great showing, no doubt. But I think this might be the opportunity where Ali could shine in a losing effort. He's done it a lot of times. I think this is going to be his biggest sort of like uh, outside of his WrestleMania Cruiserweight Championship match with Cedric Alexander. This is definitely his biggest sort of um, showcase in, in, in the big match. So I think I think he's going to get an opportunity to show that, hey, I can really hang and not just hang, but put on a great show with somebody you trust a lot and Gunther and make him. Mm-hmm. Look like a massive monster. But I think, you know, the the pos- the positively. Ali stuff is something, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's something something there. Like, right? Like, it's not like, okay, well, this, you could tell that they're building something with it. Like, this is just going to be a one-off. Oh, you want to, the Battle Royal, you got an intercontinental title shot, and then you're going to go back to wrestling on main event or something like that. It almost feels like when they give you the trifecta of a a Battle Royal win, a title shot, and a new-ish gimmick, it's like okay, they're they they're building around but, you. Like they're gonna they're gonna make something. Okay, but if soon, so. if AJ doesn't win, then Raw still kind of needs a top heel, right? True, true. 
And if I it's mean, time, Gunther... if, no, that's what I'm saying. If it's time for Gunther to move up, if it's time for, for if we're going to get Gunther versus Seth Rollins for the new World Heavyweight Championship. That I didn't get put into account. What I looked at, the first thing I looked at when I saw that Battle Royal and the contestants, I was like, huh, doesn't it feel good to have a mid-card again? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like your top-level stars fighting for the U.S. title, as fun as that is. Um, it was good to see guys like Apollo Crews and Elias and Riddle and Ali like fighting for you know a, a, a mid card championship. So, it, I mean, now that you mention it, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I don't know, man. It, it doesn't. It seems so crazy, but it seems so crazy. But what if we fantasy booked? What if like Mansoor comes out, change, drops the drops the maximum male models <laughs> gimmick for one night, helps his old buddy Ali. Win. You know, Mansoor has like extra, he gets like 30 extra XP when he's in any, any Saudi I know. country. So he might as well be fucking Brock Lesnar when it comes to the Saudi verse. So yeah, anyway, I, I can see it. I don't know why that stuck out to me. I mean, I know like it would make total sense if they just let Ali get the big pop and, and you know, fight valiantly and then he'll lose. But you get the Selena Vega pop where you get the, the yeah. big sort of. I also don't welcome. like the idea of, yeah, I, I like to also like the idea of Gunther just holding on to the title and moving on up to the main event and still holding on to like the IC title. Like he can pull, he should pull his own version of the Roman Reigns where he's like, no, 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 no. I've just gotten accustomed. I've made the IC title worth something. This is WWE's like pure championship. If you want to wrestle me for it, you can challenge me, but I'm not just handing it over because I'm in the main event now, you know? Um, they could have a lot of fun with that. Um, what else? What are we forgetting here? Was that the that was the those are the two big notes from from WWE, right? WWE really needs somebody to hold up the show. They need to. Oh, Ultimate Warrior. See, they they're the ones that should have signed Jeff Jarrett, just to have him hold <laughs> up Vince again, get him back on the active roster. Ultimate Warrior, you know, is is gone. But the um, but man, they need to, they need their own CM Punk. They have to be able to capture some of that hype. You know, they got to let. Like Roman Reigns needs to like show well he he does, when he shows up when he doesn't show up nobody cares but like they should I mean everyone's sort of accustomed to it at this point you know they need to have you know what they should do they should have Sammy refuse to work Night of Champions because we all believe it right it's like oh it doesn't align with my politics and then had then start leaking rumors about how there's a lot of backstage tension everybody thought Sammy had agreed to this and blah 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 and then you know, have him show up the next, some night on Raw, like coming through the crowd. Like just, they got to get their own thing that gets us chattering, you know, that gets us going. Something, something. I mean, who knows what that is, man. I mean, we got money in the bank coming up right after this night of champions. So I, I, I think that's always a nice sort of reset. We're only a week into these new rosters as well. So uh, I think we got, I think we got opportunities to do something fun or do something like that. But I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think the holding pattern is done. I think it's time to to shake shit up and you know do some cool shit. This is their this yep. is their opportunity. Well, let's hope Definitely so. Happen. Let's, hope, let's so. hope so. Anyway, um, uh, let's. Uh, that's it. Thanks to John Kerma. Thanks to Brian H. Waters, our valiant producers, mostly Kerm today. You want to get your plugs in, Kaz? Yeah, man, you can catch me on Count It on Points Bet USA, I guess for the time being, until we're fanatics <laughs> uh, in the next couple of weeks as the playoffs uh, roll out. 
You can catch me on Say Less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie each and every Monday on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Kazim. You can catch me on the new episode of WWE Ultimate coming out next week on Peacock. It will be a special episode airing right before Night of Champions. It is the WWE Ultimate Night of Champions. And um, I might be doing some stuff soon. I can't really speak on it yet, but until it's confirmed, Way uh, to go! Way be. to go with the tease there. Guess what? The Guess what? <laughs> I might be doing some stuff soon too. Now who hey, knows what it's gonna be? You, you uh, never hey. know what the stuff is. <laughs> there's a there's a drawer full of ham and cheddar cheese in the kitchen calling my name, but that no no details. No, no, can't give it can't give it all for free. But damn it, you know what it is. And you can catch right here in the Ring of Wrestling Gym. Yeah, just pay attention. We might have some more stuff on the feed soon. Who knows? Um, please listen to all of our great shows. Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Beat. Of course, The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Um, thanks again to the producers, John and Brian. Uh, apologies, as always, to John Moxley. I got to get that one in. We'll see you back here on Monday, humanoids. Peace.